Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. The following is the Spirit World Center podcast. If you have any questions about the spirits or shamanic training, you can visit our website at spiritworldcenter.com. And now, please enjoy the show. World Center. Uh, I'm Eric and this is Laova. And currently we are dealing with a power outage at our home. Uh, so that's why we are not filming from there. Uh, so we are in a well-lit parking lot that has Wi-Fi in order to, yeah. <laughs> in order to broadcast from. So that's what we're doing uh, today. That's why we are here in the car. Uh, so today, oh, and uh, so we'll have the discussion We'll, we'll talk about the topic of today, which is um, animal and pet spirits and the afterlife for pets. Um, however, we won't be doing the, the meditation uh, just because it's, it's not really conducive to, uh, to, to helping people get into a good trance state when we're, <laughs> when we're in a parking lot here. So I hope that's okay with everyone. Random question: Where is the camera? Because I keep looking. I think the camera is oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> there, yes. Hi. There I was go. looking at the other side. It's <laughs> gonna adjust my hand here. Okay. okay. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Oh, perfect. That's better. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So talking about uh, well, pet spirits. So when we follow a animist understanding of reality, we realize that everything has a spirit, right? Everything has a soul. Uh, whether we're talking about rocks or plants or mountains, uh, but also any kind of animal, right? All the animals, all the plants, everything. And, and so you kind of walk away from this, this kind of Cartesian understanding of reality uh, that became so in vogue back in the 1800s, uh, which, uh, which is this, uh, uh, this understanding that you know only only humans have souls, and this really led to some really terrible stuff in the West. Um, for, for instance, you know, live dissection of dogs because you would have uh, scientists who were were firm Christians who would be saying, "Well, look, that that dog that's screaming out in pain, that is just a you know that's the nervous system." doing something it's not a human so it doesn't have a soul right i mean it's led yeah. to some really really awful things in the history of this world uh and and so you know the animist point of view though that really goes hand in hand with shamanism has personhood but also consciousness existing in everything and that's the thing that consciousness doesn't doesn't go anywhere right it doesn't yeah. like disappear it's uh, it, it so everything has an afterlife actually mm -hmm. because there is consciousness experience re experiencing reality within everything so yeah when uh when you have something uh pass away die whether it's a plant whether it's a squirrel whether it's a human right it's going to have an afterlife um now one of the big differences of course between let's say a human and an animal is the amount of soul loss and power loss that can happen within that lifetime, yeah. right? Uh, perhaps, uh, Lava, you want to speak to this, that basically um, an animal is going to be able to pass over a lot more easily yeah. than a human who's had a lot of trauma. So, yeah, of course, animal can have a trauma too, but um, it's much because they live in the present, they tend to... Uh, 
pass over more quickly because um, the when you have a trauma and you you it's unresolved you tend to hang on to it and it's create a well like kind of a there's a feeling of something missing now animal with trauma some will just you know continue their life and it will be fine other animals it's true that they will their personality will have a shift where right? they will be more scared or maybe more aggressive depending on the type of animal we're talking about right like a, an animal can be traumatized it right can. I mean, you think about a dog who's been mistreated yes. tied yes. up in the back and beaten or something yes. it can yeah. be it can be very traumatized right Usually when they start interacting with humans is the issue. That's the thing. Animal on animal doesn't tend to be that. I mean, it can be pretty traumatic sometimes, especially the last few minutes of a life in nature. But it's part of it, you know? It is something to... Yeah. um, Humans tend to start introducing prolonged and unnatural trauma into the life of an animal. That's the thing. Right? that is unnatural so uh yes you can have a very intense death but if you had a good life or you were free during your life you know during doing your nest let's say with your bird wife and you had your kid and then somehow there's a giant owl that just grabs you well oh well this gets live yeah, it's not. yeah. It, it's not that prolonged suffering that uh, we would usually say, like, you know, you first have power loss in a bad situation, and then you can have soul loss erupting from that, right? And, um, yeah, animals aren't going to have that much of that. So when an animal passes, you can be pretty confident that it's not going to have all this unfinished business mm. that needs to take care of uh, before it passes over to the other side. That's correct. Uh, now, with animals, you can absolutely do uh, psychopomp work, which is basically where, um, when you, uh, from a shamanic standpoint, when you become involved in helping a, an animal or any kind of spirit pass over to the other side, right? And, Alava, uh, you have lots of experience helping animals pass over to the other side, right? So, yeah, this is something that I do very often. Uh, when we go on the road, there's a lot of road kills. So I'll, I would have a ceremony that I do to, we, we will not stop, but I would, you know, journey while Eric is driving and I would, you know, um, help the, 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 the animal pass. Because when it comes to road kill, the weird thing is that when it's a shock to die, the animals doesn't really know, just like human, uh, in a car accident they not always know that they're dead and so they kind of roam around uh, the land around the where they die so you have to help them find back their path in the in the afterlife and that's very similar with humans as well yes, they've had yes. a sudden shock uh, death right like yes. a car accident or something entirely unexpected yes. uh, can lead to the same so they're gonna be at yeah they're gonna be attached to the place they die and you can also help animals who have not had a sudden death mm-hmm. pass over as well right yes. um, so for instance when you uh, you know when you have a pet who's passed away or when you have had to put to put down an animal put down your pet uh, you can definitely take steps to help uh, that being over yes. to the other side giving offerings. Um, just, you know, 
it can be outside your house just giving a little space if you want continue to pour uh, the rest of the food you have for them in their bowl a little bit and usually what we what we hear from our students is that they, they will be there maybe for a week or a month and then they can feel a, a shift mm -hmm. in the energy and then the the animal is passed and that's the thing they can they can hang around for a while yeah. Uh, a, a day, a week, a month, Depending, a year. You have the personality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a human, it's usually, okay, they hang around because of unfinished business and this type of thing. Yes. Uh, or but, sometimes it's when the person is not able to let it go. Yeah. So and they're not you, ready to move on. If right? you, yes. If you're not grieving, someone doesn't stop grieving, then they have, you know, they will... Um, it will retain the person. It cannot go because they, someone is not letting them go. Yes. So they stay around because they feel like someone else is needing them. And if you show that you are ready to move on, mm -hmm. then the animal uh, or the pet can be very ready to, oh, to oh let yeah. you Oh, yeah. There's so much in the present moment that... Yeah. You know, they, it's more for you than for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so you're, uh, oh, by the way, your sister's in the chat. Oh, hello. Uh, so, uh, hello, Melanie. Um, and uh, so let's see. Oh, yeah. So we, um, last year, we um, we had to uh, to put down our, our family dog and uh, and just, you know, maybe uh, talking about our the, what happened there would be useful for some people who might mm -hmm. you know have to go through the same thing. Um, so our, our family dog, long, long period of illness, you know, was really holding in on there for the longest time, but it just, it was becoming to the point where it was painful to, uh, to carry on. And, uh, and so we made the very difficult decision to, uh, to put her to sleep. And, but we did all that we could on the spiritual side to ensure that she would pass over as quickly and easily as possible, really without any hurdles, without getting lost, yeah. right? Um, and so we had a long sets of prayers that we uh, delivered um, before. Basically, we, we actually uh, structured it on basically the idea of the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which is basically a text that you read to the soon to die as well as those who have died recently to like the body and the consciousness that's still hanging around and it's a set of instructions for how to not get lost in this transitional phase how to find your way and so i mean when we were when we were off to the vets uh i was reading this this text to her multiple times and you know, fine. A dog doesn't understand English. Well, they understand a little bit, but you know, not the complex ideas. But the way you have to look at, at that is that the intention is getting yeah. through there, right? That even if the the words aren't quite understood, your your mental state, the the state of your soul as yeah, you she read can these feel things, their energy. yeah, and, and and also that you are communicating with your higher self as mm -hmm. well, right? It's not you know the higher self is not just to have a dog <laughs> it's of a much yeah. bigger organism same with the uh same with the human right your higher self is not just a human it's it's something much bigger and uh and so uh you know if you're reading those kind of instructions or just you know 
just saying to, to the, the being something simple like, you know, carry on, don't get lost, don't, don't remain attached to your former life, move on and go to where you need to go next, right? Continue on with your journey. Don't stick around for me, right? Mm -hmm. um, if anyone wants the, the set of prayers that we were reading, uh, just message us and we'll, we'll happily uh, share them with yeah. you. Um, and, uh, you know, then when we, uh, when we went in there and, uh, the vet administered the, um, uh, well, her final moments, um, once again, it was very much kind of this, this communication of, uh, communicating, okay, you know, here's what you need to do. And in fact, something that I communicated at that time because I knew she wasn't going to head off right away. My main concern was, okay, I don't want her to remain at the vents, right? Um, and so the, uh, the main communication was, okay, come with me back in the car and, you know, we will head back home, right? And so it was this idea, okay, come home, come home with us. Um, and in fact, I had a small item in the car that a representation of a dog that was like, okay, attach yourself to this for now. Attach yourself to this for now. We'll take you home and we will take care of your passing over, your, all your psychopomp work when we get home. And so that's, um, that's, how we, uh, that's how we went forward from there. And um, then, yeah, it was a time of, uh, afterwards of, uh, giving offerings and when you give offerings you're giving energy to the being to empower them to do what they need to do right did um, you say we put in the fire did you say we did the fire oh we did yes to, we to make it true yeah yeah so we, we did make a fire mm -hmm. um, and like putting offerings in the fire yes, right? yeah yes, yes. so putting offerings in the fire to kind of send yeah. them over to the other side as well uh, that's um, you know you don't have to leave offerings of food and such out, outside or anything, you can place them in the fire. And it's, it's a, basically a very quick and easy way to send uh, that, uh, that energy, that spiritual energy off to that being, yeah. right? And it just empowers them for, the, uh, for taking the next steps on its journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, um, yeah. And then, you know, this was kind of, a cycle that was continued for a bit longer, reading those those prayers to it and everything, and just, um, you know, once a week or something, just reaching out to that consciousness and saying, okay, I hope that you've, you're ready to move on, and when you're ready, we're ready too. It's okay, we release you, right? Yeah. So that's, that can be a very um, powerful and, uh, and good thing to do. Um, yeah. So are we just talking about like pets and psychopomp or just animal spirit in, in general? We can talk about anything we want. Because I was, you know, as you speak, I was thinking of this other uh, part of animal and spirits and this, uh, this tendency in shamanism to look at power animal and these, all these noble side of the animal, the virtuous side of nature, the pretty side of nature, but then we forget about the dark side of nature and kind of like the more primal hunting, um, survival side of nature, not just like the pretty, oh, they're so glorious and their virtue, but like more like, wow, you know, 
it can be harsh to 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 be let's say like the the mother boar right we saw a video it was a mother boar you want to explain it better there were yeah yeah there's there's one youtube uh instagram uh instagram feed that we follow and it's called the dark side of nature and it, its entire purpose is basically to show you images that the natural like the naturalists and the um you know the, the main nature photographers don't really show you right they show you yeah. the, the nice side of the lion like pride. national geography won't show you yeah they you know they don't show you uh, what was one of them lately you know a, a hyena walking around holding a, a lion's head in its jaws yeah. right uh you don't see that grisly side of nature i mean a lot of nature and i think this is something that's important to come to terms with especially when you're walking a shamanic and animist path is that a lot of nature is literally like a horror movie right yeah. i mean it is terrifying and and um you do not you know it, it's it's important to move on from the disney-esque fantasy that everything is all like bambi love and light and so happy yeah. uh you know i mean nature is based on uh, the fact that something always has to eat something else, yeah. right? Even your gazelle is eating the grasses. I mean, that's another organism that is being fed upon. Nature exists based on organisms feeding on other organisms. Yeah. Um, and these are aspects of reality that is important to, to really kind of... Oh, truly, because then it, it also puts you back into your own place. You know, like it puts you in touch with nature again. It puts you in touch with nature, but yeah. all of it. You know, it's like when they say in psychology that you have to work. Yes, you have your conscious and your unconscious, and you have to, you know, on a union perspective, you have the, the shadow. shadow side. Yeah. You have to integrate your shadow to be a complete person. Well, you are part of nature, and you have to acknowledge the dark side of nature as well to feel complete in nature. Otherwise, you're, you're, it's not being realistic. It's it's having missing half of the information about yeah. nature. And and yeah, it, nature can be very harsh. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, the video that you were talking about with the the mother boar, you know, it's this mother boar walking on this cliff face with her, you know, what, like I'd say seven piglets following her. Yeah. And the mother boar does this difficult jump. And you think, okay, the nurturing mother, she'd be you know, taking it easy and only doing small little steps that the, the piglets can follow. I don't know if piglets is the right word for a baby boar, but I have no idea. But Borets. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, the thing is that she, she does this jump. And then the first piglet that tries the jump... You know, falls presumably to its death yeah. and uh, the rest of the piglets I think got wise to the difficulty of the jump after seeing that and they all seem to make it across yeah. um, but I mean yeah, this is nature has a nasty brutal and brutish side yeah, and then, but, but it also has a beautiful side. That's the thing. But then it makes you think of the mother, you know, the mother boar. Like, you know, she was testing the, her children, like, hardcore. Yeah, survival of the fittest, right? It's, yeah, survival of the fittest. The strongest, the best coordinated. It's, um, it's these aspects of nature that can be... 
difficult. I mean, even us, we, we went for a drive and we had this, um, we saw the, the squirrel eating a dead snake. A chipmunk. A chipmunk. Yeah, we were driving a lot. There was a there was a, a roadkill snake, and we almost hit. We, it was uh, I think it was inclement weather. It wasn't the best weather when we were driving, and and we uh, we almost hit a chipmunk that was you know sitting there eating something on the road, and yeah, we went back and it was like, yeah. what was he eating? Yeah. <laughs> it was a garter snake. Yeah. So you know, there's you know even animals that you don't think eat meat. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're squeamish, don't Google it. But I mean, there's a lot of videos of uh, deer and horses eating like uh, baby, baby chick, chick like yeah. you know, and ducklings and uh, and pigeons. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, and uh, the laughter here isn't coming from like you know enjoying it or anything. It's coming from the realization. It's that you know. It's incredible, but it's nature there. is beautiful, but is also terrible. And I think that is a, a dichotomy that's important because then if you see that dichotomy, you understand that dichotomy within yourself. Yeah. You also understand that dichotomy in other people, yeah. right? In that other world. people don't have to be perfect Disney-esque people. Everyone has their dark side. And once you know that you have a dark side, you can work through it. And once you know that other people have dark sides, you can, you can, uh, work with them. You can work with that fact. It's like driving a car, right? When you're aware of your car and you, you have to be aware of other driving their own on the path of life, let's say, and then it just makes you more aware, in fact. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's important to know that dark side. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've mentioned it before on the show, but uh, that dark side applies to spiritual beings as well, right? I mean, uh, it's, a, it's an entire ecosystem. So when you walk out into that spiritual ecosystem, you have, um, uh, you know, you have Bambi, right? You have deer and, 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 and benevolent and neutral uh, spirits out there. But you also have predators and you also have parasites, right? Uh, there's a dark side to the spirit world as well. I think that that's another thing that, you know, some people like to sweep under the rug, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, this idea that the spirit world is all love and light. And yes. all, it's like, guys, there's, there's, there's negative stuff out there that you don't want to meet. And that negative you need to us. be ready to take care of. That's the thing, right? I mean, the lion... Yeah is negative to the gazelle and the lion doesn't like us with their hunting guns right so yeah. we, we make rug out of them well we used to i mean you know yeah. so we're all the evil of some something else yeah to the cow and the chicken we yeah. are the devil because oh, yeah. we eat them the lion is the devil to the gazelle um, there are things out there that want to energetically and spiritually eat you, right? Um, and, you know, maybe they won't physically, <laughs> uh, although they can cause 
yeah. wasting in some situations. But uh, energetically, at the very least, they want to feed on you. And, and this is often what's happening in hauntings, right? And we talk about the upward spiral of hauntings, where uh, a, a spirit is purposely freaking you out to feed on your fear to make it even stronger. Uh, it's this upward escalation to the point where uh, the, the spirit has gained so much fear from you that it can do all these big manifestations really freaking you out. And, uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, it really freak you out to the point where it's getting even more incredible amounts of fear from you, right? So um, it, it, can, uh, it can be difficult. Uh, interesting question, how do we work with the spiritual dark side? Is it something possible? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, from the perspective of of integrating it, you know, integrating your shadow, yeah. you know, from a Jungian aspect, uh, definitely learning that it's there within you, and and learning to, you know, as as long as you think that the things in your shadow aren't you, then your shadow exists separately from you, mm -hmm. right? It is this archetype within your psyche. But when you integrate, you know, when, when, you, when you realize, okay, that shadow actually is me. It's the worst parts of me. So I need to integrate that, those parts of me into my own sense of self to fully know myself so that I can act in an appropriate way. Uh, so I can, uh, I can truly achieve self-actualization. Yeah, instead of ignoring the dark side, acknowledging it, but still choosing the bright side, you know? Now, from kind of more of a meta or macro version of that, um, it working with negative beings uh, in the in the spiritual mm -hmm. landscape around you, it can it's something that can be done in kind of a hands off, arm's length, respectful uh relationship right because it's like okay if you had a lion living in the landscape around you how would you interact with it right yeah you're not going to be its friend uh but you can at least have mutual respect yeah um so for instance uh i'm thinking um in fact one person that we've had on the podcast before for an interview uh she's had uh, a very negative entity living on her land and uh, so basically she made a, she kind of has this open door policy mm -hmm. to spirits on her land. It's almost like a spiritual refuge uh, or a refuge uh, for spirits, right? Like an, an animal shelter for spirits. And uh, so she basically made a deal with this thing saying, look, don't feed on my land. Don't feed on my property. Um, and uh, um, in other words, don't mess with me or the spirits that are here um there's you know there's other things that you can do you can try to barter with such a spirit uh in terms of okay look i don't want you hurting anyone else anywhere else so i'm going to give you offerings uh that can be very dangerous and you can get locked into that very yeah. easily um there is another uh, shamanic practitioner on youtube um, he, uh, uh, he was talking recently about his experiences with one particular plot of land that had a, uh, a very, some entity on it that, um, that the people living there were giving, excuse me, they were giving a, a chicken every month as a sacrifice. 
and they found that when they didn't give that chicken, uh, that bad things were happening. So people were getting sick, people were getting injured, um, dogs would wind up dead, that type of thing, right? And uh, and so, you know, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, well, this is a relationship that has been created. It's difficult to end it. There are things that can be done to end and shift rela relationships like that, but it can be difficult. It can be very difficult. So always be very careful when there's negative beings around. Um, it can be very difficult to get into that bartering situation, especially when you have a negative being who is, let's say, in a haunting situation, right? Where it's not just a regular, uh, where it's not just a regular disembodied human, but something uh, uh, much darker. Because that's the thing, right? Is that in all these haunted lands and such, yes, there can be um, disembodied humans who maybe they're nasty in life, so they're still nasty in their afterlife, but. Uh, at the same time, there can be things that are uh, far, far worse. <laughs> and so always, always be, the, be on the lookout. And this, of course, is not to scare you off from the spiritual life or from working with spirituality, mm. working with shamanism and all this. In fact, if anything, it's giving you the skills necessary that if you should ever encounter something like that, that you can deal with it. Yeah. Right? You're not going to encounter that frequently okay no. and if you do encounter it it's probably like you're on an isolated road somewhere and you feel something that just to your pit of your stomach is just there is something here and i need to get the heck out of here yeah. right i mean you sometimes encounter that thing in life right where you're where your entire gut your entire instinct is saying get the heck out of here yeah. right um this happens so uh you know it's not gonna always be some horror movie type thing that happens okay uh certainly that kind of thing there there are cases but um if anything right studying the shamanic path gets you ready so that if you are ever in that situation you can take the steps needed look just because there are mosquitoes and leeches in the forest and in the wilderness and in the marshes uh, doesn't mean that you should never step out into the wilderness. Just know to pack some bug spray to keep the mosquitoes away. And if you get a leech on you, know how to remove it, right? Get some salt, get some fire, and, and make it drop off. Uh, you know, just because there's bears in the woods uh, doesn't mean that you don't go into the woods, right? You bring some bear spray. I mean, you know, the, the, the mace that uh, you get in the bear's eyes if it uh, charges you. You learn the skills necessary to deal with these situations. And frankly, all of you have the, the spiritual abilities to do these things, mm -hmm. right? It's not like you have to uh, go on a mountaintop somewhere and, and meditate like a monk for years before you can engage in basic spiritual hygiene and send a negative presence away. Now, you are a being of light in this body. You can send things away. And uh, you have the right, you have the authority. Uh, so now you just have to do it. And yeah. there's very simple ways to do it. You know, I mean, check out our spiritual hygiene series on YouTube to get the basics for that. Um, so, yeah, you know, don't be afraid of this stuff. You really don't have to be afraid of this stuff. And it's so good to see, uh, so good seeing you, Mel. Have a good one. Um, yeah, you really don't 
have to uh, worry about this stuff. It's, uh, you have the power and the ability to deal with it. Um, so, yeah, where do we go from that? I think that's pretty well, much yeah, everything for tonight, it. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it will be it. All right, well, thank you everyone so much for joining us. Sorry for the um, <laughs> the odd format tonight. I don't know, I kind of like the, uh, yeah, the, the van car studio. Format, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's different. Maybe, maybe we'll... We should need to find more, more you know, nice... Um, Nature space. Nature space? Yeah. I don't know. That might be creepy. Yeah, it's, like, it's like one of those horns. Like we'll go to like a lover's well, lane or something. Oh, it's true that we're doing that late. Yeah. Forgot about that. Never we're going to like find a hook in the. <laughs> I was thinking, of, you know, a nice handle. scenery with the sunset and everything. And I forgot the fact that we're doing it at 9 p.m. <laughs> oh, well. Any <laughs> <Little> Any details. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for joining. Sorry that we're not doing the meditation, but uh, catch us next week yes. um, for our shamanic circle once again, 9 p.m. on Saturday yeah. Eastern Time. Uh, we hope to see you there. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you can catch this live on YouTube. Just check out our, our live stream will come yeah. up on there on the, the Spirit World Center YouTube channel. So, mm -hmm. uh, everybody, lots of love and light. Talk to you later and bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I have no idea how to end this. So do I just hit that thing? 